and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 137. I'm your host, Kamran Shishtar, and with me is... James Seelig. James, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> how, I'm, how, I'm how 31 you, years old now. 31 years, you did it. You you passed the threshold of, uh, into the full 30 era decade. Yeah, era. I don't know, it's, it's weird, because like, your 30th birthday is like one of the big ones, but like... It's it all happened. downhill from here. <laughs> so they say. And <laughs> uh but it happened during the pandemic, so I couldn't really like do like, you know, call a bunch of friends and say, like, hey, let's get together and like hang out or whatever, because it would have been like kind of irresponsible at the time. But like I don't know, thirty one just feels like one of those it's another birthday kind of years. So I don't know. I didn't really do anything for it. I, I just kinda like stayed home and relaxed and did whatever the fuck I wanted for the day, which was right. play Horizon Forbidden West. No, god damn it! You did it again. Frozen Wilds. Frozen I keep, Wilds. I keep doing this like every time, and it's, I think it's half because I'm super excited for Frozen for Forbidden West. You're gonna and say excited for Frozen Wilds. That's I, know, I love I that they're just the other thing. no matter what you're gonna say, it's gonna be wrong. That's the Dude, best part. And that's the okay. That's another part of it. It's like I have found over the course of my life that whenever there's like a binary decision between like two things my brain will frequently like switch which one is which in my head and i it's so annoying it's why i have to like double and triple check myself all the time to make sure i'm doing something right but yeah so anyway frozen wilds super fun good way to spend a day (laughs) very nice very nice that sounds fun yeah I, i went on a run myself and then um i was watching the pro bowl which is of course the uh all-star game of nfl and uh it was all right you know they play it's a lot more fun everyone's just kind of goofing around you can't actually do full-on hits in it like because it's just Mm. more like everyone's relaxed so like you just kind of grab them it's almost like two-hand touch practically and they're like all right plays over and shit um and of course you know it's a array of different players from different teams so you have like uh all these different team helmets on the same team Oh, interesting. yeah. So you have like three Niner helmets, uh, a bunch of Cardinal, like some Cardinals, uh, like Bucks, whoever are just all there. And of course, they just have the same jerseys. So like uh, NFC is mm, blue, yeah. AFC is red. And there's multiple quarterbacks. There's multiple players for like everything. And pe- like I said, people can kind of goof around more, take it easy the coaching teams are actually the teams usually of the top player, like the top team of each league. Um, so the top seeders, ironically, both top seed teams for each, like for the NFC and AFC didn't make it into the Super Bowl, ironically. So the Packers, uh, their uh, coaching staff were the coaches for the NFC. And shit, I forget who was for the do, AFC. Do fans vote on the coach like they do the players? No, no, no. So that's what I mean. Like uh, the the top team during the regular season, oh. their coaching staff will coach the the team. Okay. Uh, the NFC and the AFC, depending on you know for whichever, unless that team is in the Super Bowl, then it'll be the the second up from that. Okay. Uh, whereas the players themselves are voted on, and you see who it is from there, pretty much. So yeah 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 it was fun time they i think it was like a six point difference in it it was like 42 to 35 or no 41 to 35 
Uh, so if NFC scored one more touchdown, they would have won, but they just couldn't. They they at least kept up, which is nice. But the AFC has won the last five years, so yeah. interesting. Yeah, which personally, of course, as a Niners fan, Niners are NFC. I would like to see the NFC win, but we just haven't for like five years. But I'd love to go to a Pro Bowl game just because they look like fun and a good time. And this year, it was just covered in Raiders fans because it was in Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. And ironically enough, uh, for defense, I forget who the player was. It was one of the Raiders defensive players uh, got MVP for defensive player of the game and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, a uh, small thing. I think this is my shortest football talk uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, next week, of course, I'll be talking about the Super Bowl and if it's actually fun or not, or I cared more about the halftime show, depending, which usually shouldn't be the case. But if the teams aren't that interesting, then it is the case. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Eminem. I usually watch there. for the commercials, and that's about it. <laughs> Dude, uh, halftime show. You know who's in the halftime show this year, right? No, who? Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Oh shit! Yes, that's not bad. <laughs> that's insane. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I might <laughs> I'm actually like, watch what? it this time. Yeah, it's so good. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be great. Uh, it, it's fun seeing Kendrick Lamar with like all these older music icons too that'll be fun because he's you know he's a lot younger um but anyway okay guys sorry this is sutra side talk every week we talk uh, what we've been playing and watching along with some select news which uh just kind of like uh the week before last week we were like you know fully talking about microsoft buying activision blizzard and guess what happened another acquisition yeah so and i don't think it's like sony did this in response necessarily to Microsoft? I think it's just the timing worked out that way. I think also they're like, if we don't buy them and then a Microsoft buys them, then they're going to take it all away, which I, it's funny enough that it has completely flipped where I'm like, Oh God, Microsoft, if they buy something, it might become fully exclusive. Whereas it looked like here with Sony buying Bungie was like, Oh, it's going to be multi-platform. This is nice. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where like, it makes the deal kind of more confusing than the Activision Blizzard buy, but like we'll get into it. And if well, we have I, mean, actually... I feel like with Activision Blizzard being bought, that left a lot more questions of what will be exclusive and what won't. Whereas this one was very much like, we're going to do everything multi platform. And it was flat out said, and we're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's that makes that answers every question. No, in I think that my area. main question for that was like, well, then why would Sony buy them? Because it's like, Dude, do you have any microtransactions? Or That's the thing. So we'll get into all yeah, the reasons we'll, we'll why this all of it. does yeah, make yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, if we haven't outright said it yet, Sony bought Bungie. Yeah, that's the big news this week, and that'll be taking front and center. Uh, this will be more of a news episode more than anything. Uh, yeah. No timer on this one because of how big it is. I don't think we'll be talking about it as long as we did with Xbox Activision Blizzard because Probably that one not. had a lot more questions, like I said. Also, it's like there's more studios to talk yeah. about for that one. Plus, you know, that one's going to take a lot more time to go through because they're buying an entire pretty much corporation practically, whereas Sony bought a specific one, like not like they bought a developer. This yeah. is a lot smaller. That's not a monopoly. And that's again, really it's easy one that through. like it makes sense. Like all, oh, all, yeah. the, all the studios that Sony has been buying recently have been ones that they've very closely worked with in recent years. Oh, and yeah. They've been like partnered with Bungie since Destiny One. Like literally, they made deals where like the the alpha test was on the PlayStation Four ex- 
PlayStation 3 exclusively. And I remember playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, so we'll, we'll just jump right into it. And before we do fully, though, uh, if we do have time after, we'll talk some backlog, smaller things of what we played, watched, like, separately, like, small things yeah. that we've done. Uh, but we'll talk more about what's coming up for the rest of the month later after we're done with all this in our closing. Uh, with that said, we could just jump right into this whole giant piece of news. And it'll be more pretty much Sony Bungie plus Sony as a whole a little bit too afterwards. Uh, there's like, I, I broke it down the same thing I did with Xbox uh, and their active, uh, their acquisition in just terms of like topics for each thing. So we'll go through that piece by piece. I guess to start with it, what you were saying, we could just hit it with that, which is uh, this is different than Microsoft buying uh, Activision Blizzard, but also like, you know, it feels like it's a, not a tit for tat, but more of like a, well, we said we would have to, like Microsoft did also force their hand at the same time uh, with what they did. But first things first, they bought Bungie for $3.6 billion and of course, you know, that's a lot for a single developer. That's more yeah. than Insomniac was. I think Insomniac was what, like 1.2 or something? Oh man, it's been a while. I can't remember. It was one or two billion. So Bungie, of course, was more expensive. I think it was really cool to see people uh, posting like way back in the day what Microsoft bought Bungie for. And it was like something like closer to 100 million. And it's just like, wow, they, uh, they've had some increased or their, the valuation of their studio has definitely increased over the years for sure. Yeah, and it's it's funny to think about it in this one sense of Bungie is the reason Xbox is existing. Yeah, that was without the, Bungie, there is no Xbox. There would never have been Xbox. That was immediately ever. one of the funniest things to me was that like that means that Bungie has now been an exclusive studio to, well, I guess, sort of has been owned by Microsoft and Sony. Yeah, and maybe yeah. in ten years, Nintendo. We'll see. No, that's never gonna. That's never gonna happen. That doesn't make <laughs> Probably any sense. Probably not. <laughs> Do you guys want to make Mario? Fuck no, leave us alone. <laughs> I mean, that's the same. Um, okay, I will say there are like two small pieces when I talk about it. I It is from also listening to uh, Colin Moyarty's uh, Sacred Symbols Plus episode that he recently did about this stuff. Uh, so there is a bit of influence on me from that. Otherwise, usually, like I said, when it comes to this stuff, I try to stay away from other game podcasts and other opinions so it doesn't kind of influence mine at all i want mine my stuff to just be like plain of like this is what i think without getting outside looks and stuff uh the stuff from colin is not actually from sony purchasing bungie but from the episode he did about xbox buying activision specifically like um the thing with like you know when they started xbox try i mean microsoft tried to buy nintendo yeah that was super and funny that was yeah it was literally it was super funny because nintendo was laughing and uh they're like no they're just like no we have why would you have any idea how much pride we have in our own company yeah we're not gonna fucking let you yeah it's like that, that was absurd and microsoft had nothing and they got bungie and bungie made halo and put xbox on the map because when you look at it like yeah people can probably name three or four xbox games no, besides halo the best way i can put it is just watch uh that docuseries power on or at least like the first couple episodes because they they really highlight how important halo was to the beginning of xbox and its popularity 
in very it's much also so. just like a really fascinating documentary oh yeah very much you guys should watch it i haven't actually had a chance myself but from what i've heard it's very interesting uh, to say the least and the cool thing too is or the interesting thing i guess is you know they did this they put xbox on the map they made the biggest franchise for xbox ever and it'll be hard to see something top it no matter how bad halo can potentially get because i think we've already seen it at its worst now um god i hope so <laughs> I hope so. um but now it's insane to see that that company is now a sony stu- a playstation studio and notice we keep trying not to say exclusive because it's like it is owned by sony but they were very clear that like at least destiny is going to continue to be multi-console and cross play enabled and stuff like that because that would be really shitty if they just like stopped doing that like all of a sudden well what they've said is uh what i have down here is bungie will be an independent subsidiary of sony kind of like it's interesting because it almost makes it not technically a playstation studio but a bungie studio it's like um think of embracer group having thq nordic which is its own thing and Gearbox, which is not part of uh, THQ Nordic, but it's its own publisher as well. Just like, uh, I guess the best version, Take-Two. They have 2K and Rockstar, which are both completely separate, but are still under the same parent company. It's like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why I said in the beginning of the of this episode that like, that's where the confusion kind of came to for me initially was like, well, if it's essentially just going to be business as usual for Bungie, and Sony's essentially just going to be giving them or funding them from this point on, I guess. Like, what does Sony get out of it? And it sounds like it's a lot more than just the microtransaction revenue that they could get from Bungie. So, and one of which you want to talk about was like potentially an online streaming service. And we could also get into the the media aspect of it. And oh, yeah. I guess other future stuff. I mean, I got it all pretty much listed down. Yeah. We'll go through it piece by piece. Um, for now, it's just like, uh, what is Bungie right now or what they're going to be? And the whole thing is, yes, Destiny 2 will remain multi-platform crossplay, and all future games so far, because Bungie is pretty much saying all of our stuff will be multi-platform. All the new IP will be multi-platform. It's not going to be PlayStation exclusive. You're going to see that stuff on PC and Xbox, which is very interesting and you know everyone wins sony is going to get a lot of money from having destiny under its belt but also all the other potential games and franchises that uh, bungie will have because bungie said that by 2025 they want to have two massive franchises that are going to be making them a shit ton of money so one thing that that makes that like jumps out to me from that is like We've already heard rumors about them working on potentially a more competitive focused online multiplayer game. And which people were like, does this mean is this why Crucible sucks? (laughs) That's one of the many theories for sure. And uh, so like one of the, I guess, questions was like, well, is that going to be a PlayStation exclusive since it's not out yet and they don't have to put it on Xbox? But if you think about it, like the larger of a player base these online live service games have the longer they can survive so it literally it would be shooting itself in the foot 
you know, no if pun it intended. Exclusive, yeah. If it was just a PlayStation thing, like if they put it out on Xbox and PC, that and give it crossplay from the get go. Imagine that's just good for it. You know what Sony would have done that would have been groundbreaking pre Fortnite. What? What if they had made Mag multi-platform and crossplay? Uh, Imagine that on the PS2. Dude, I want like, Mag again. I what it, right, Mag is actually that. That's the game I, that of all the multiplayer games. That is probably the game I wish never left. That was and it's, so fucking cool. Not to like get too much on a tangent, but like the the thing that made that game really unique wasn't so much just like the the massive amount of people in the match. It was that like you had leadership roles and stuff like that. Like there was actually a hierarchy to how squads were set up in that game. And it was like a really well thought out competitive shooter for like yeah. such a massive amount of people. And if they could somehow get Bungie or even anyone to make that kind of competitive online live service game again, dude, I would love that. I want to see a Bungie sub studio called like Bungie Zip. And it's just the <laughs> zipper guys, and they're like, "We're back, so calm and fucking mag." And it'll be like, "Oh, that would be insane." I think that would be really cool because that I think wasn't Zipper Interactive in Seattle. I think they. Were. Oh man, I don't remember. I, I feel like it's just sad that Seattle. Zipper's not a thing anymore, and yeah, like that, neither that is so calm. Studio. Yeah, uh, but the whole thing, like I said, they're going to be doing everything the multi-platform. They have full, they have full control over their shit. Mm-hmm. Sony doesn't get to touch their plans of what they're trying to do with their own games uh which makes things very interesting because i think that was probably when sony was trying to buy them there were a lot of demands or yeah i'd say demands that they had to meet for bungie to say okay you can buy us like, yeah they, that was probably one of them where they're like all right if you're gonna get us we've already had our relationship with activision blizzard we've already had a relationship with microsoft we want to be different this time than those two and, you know, I'd probably say Microsoft's relationship with them was probably a lot better than Activision Blizzard's, most likely. Probably. I, I can only assume. But still, now with Sony, this will probably be the best relationship they have ever had with, like, a, a bigger company. Uh, just for the sheer fact that they are now getting full creative control still, retaining it, getting to do whatever they want. And the big difference here is now they're getting a fuck ton more budget for everything. And the biggest thing here, it's like someone was like, well, what's going to change it? Like, how is this going to do for everything? And the biggest near future change is currently already in effect. It's already happening, which is, I think, the day before, all of a sudden, a massive amount of job listings at Bungie were created. Yeah, I did see immediately, like the next day, they they were like, we are rapidly expanding. They're expanding. You should they're jump on that. A, they're, dude, I know. Uh, they're becoming a much bigger company. They are going to have, they're going to support more jobs. They are going to be able to do a lot more development on all their stuff because that means like, oh, we have more people for Destiny. We have more people for our new IP. Whatever else they have in the works, now they have more people for. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff that we don't even know about yet that they could be working on now besides the next ip that they're working on like there could be more than that and uh with this it's just making them stronger so now people are getting more work so they win uh bungie has a lot more workforce that doesn't affect anything else like it's not like it makes it worse it's just making them stronger so they win sony has one of the biggest independent studios mm-hmm. in the fucking world for game development 
in their possession, so they win. And Xbox and PC get to still play everything they make, so they win. I don't see any lo- like I don't see any losers here at all. There are no losers in the situation, which is hard to say when there's an acquisition from to a company that potentially creates exclusives. So yeah. I think that's it, it's funny because when Microsoft buy Activision Blizzard, the question was, well, what are other players losing potentially besides get like Xbox players and PC ga- players are getting all these games on Game Pass? What are PlayStation players going to lose? was the question whereas with this one that that isn't a question so ironically this is like a different more positive acquisition and you were saying it before like the difference between acquisitions here is uh much more methodical um when we were talking about like microsoft buying bethesda microsoft buying activision blizzard and you know Fair, fair warning for anyone, like I said before, I used to work at Microsoft, not at Xbox, but at Microsoft for some stuff. So whatever, I, none of my stuff reflects anything at that company, considering especially I don't work there uh, anymore. But when you look at their studios and everything else, all the ones that I like, all the ones that I'm looking forward to what they're making are ones they never created. They're ones that they had to buy. Mm-hmm to have good games for because let's see they had coalition and 343 which were created because the two developers that created the franchises that are so powerful left to make destiny and fortnite Mm -hmm. and i can't say that i've been excited for the games that those studios have made and in fact majority of the time those games don't meet my expectations the Even first one I've actually it. been really enjoying is Gears Tactics, strangely. And I, I don't even know if they were made by Coalition or not. I, I mean, the sure. their title comes up every time I load the game up, so okay, I just then. assumed. I, I wasn't sure. All right. I still Oh, but then maybe it's just published by Coalition because there's also like another logo with a crosshair that comes up. I keep forgetting. It, it could just be multi-developers where it's like, oh, Coalition's helping with the story. True. and design aspect whereas uh the other studio could be the one doing the actual like engine or like pretty much all the programming and whatnot so it could be like that kind of uh collaboration there um but you know all the studios they've been having to buy talent splash damage is splash, the, okay uh developer and coalition but gotcha yeah. but the point is microsoft has had to buy other studios with existing ip that are great mm-hmm to potentially be like oh cool because now if you ask me now like oh what's their best studio in your opinion uh in my personal opinion it's obsidian i literally and, was gonna say obsidian yeah it's fucking obsidian it's obsidian yeah. like that it's without a doubt that is their top developer now well dude that like i know this is like a little bit slightly off topic but i still love those memes of like when they bought bethesda and it was just like the the thing from um umbrella academy of like the two cars passing by each other and it's oh, just like bethesda yeah, it was like bethesda and <laughs> obsidian look at each other like whoa and it's it's funny because it's like uh i remember seeing the always sunny meme it's like the dinner where you see charlie and mac looking at each other the that's it yeah but the difference here is it's not like they're looking at each other and longing the whole point was like it always felt like todd howard and bethesda game sound mm-hmm. were jealous because it was like dude you guys brought back Fallout and did all this shit with it, and then Obsidian made their own version, uh, like with the same thing. And it was like, dude, this is 
the best Fallout game. And it's like, well, we made another one. And it's like, that's great. It's not as good as the other one, though. That <laughs> like, New Vegas is the best game. Be excited for, uh, oh, God, the space one. Uh, Outer Worlds? Star- uh, Starfield? Starfield. And then it's like, Outer Worlds comes out, and it's like, already really good. That's the thing, too. Like, I'm more excited for Avowed than anything. Mm-hmm. And that's Obsidian's, it feels like it's their Elder Scrolls potential. Yeah, that's why and, I'm excited for it. You know, we know, really small tangent, sorry. But those game studios are making Starfield and then they're making Elder Scrolls 6. And, you know, that means it wouldn't be, it would probably be a decade before we'd see a Fallout 5. Mm-hmm. And personally, I'm like, why would you have Bethesda Games to if you have Obsidian? Yeah, give it to Obsidian. My God. If you have a choice, don't like why would you give it to Game Studios? Give it to Obsidian. They're going to do an amazing job with it. Like that's a guarantee, not to mention it's like they're busy anyway with fucking Elder Scrolls and shit. Like you don't need to have them wait for a Fallout game unless Todd's like, it's mine. He's like hovering over the IP. He's like, you can't touch it, it's mine. <laughs> uh but like, yeah. Anyway, so that's the point. Like, there's these studios that they bought that already have existing great games, and these studios aren't really affected that much besides the fact that, oh, our, our shit's on Game Pass now, and we potentially have more funding from Microsoft. But otherwise, you just seeing it going like, well, we wanted content, so we're just supplying it with content. That's it. We wanted more games on Game Pass. Otherwise, these studios aren't necessarily doing something for our group as a whole, or at least not that we know of, right? Whereas Sony... Like you were saying, each studio, they haven't gone what Microsoft has done. Microsoft bought two full-on publishers, whereas Sony is buying individual developers. And each developer has a specific purpose of why, because they're not going, we bought it now, you can't have it. It's like, no, they were already making exclusive stuff half the time for them anyway. And they're just, you know, locking it down to keep it on the safe side, not to mention they've, they haven't disappointed them. What if they further that partnership with more funding, but also now are going like, well, if we're you're with us fully now, we can have you do this, this, and this now instead. Like, look at um, Blue Point. They bought Blue Point. Blue Point makes remakes. They've done Shadow of the Colossus and Demon Souls, and potentially they could keep doing either first party uh, games from like the PlayStation One days or third party like power games from the PlayStation One days or PS Two. And fully do it like we saw like Demon's Souls wasn't I mean, I guess it was a PlayStation game, but like Mm -hmm. they could still do all these other IP and that could be their full role. Whereas like uh, what was the other ones they bought that you were talking about earlier? They each had a role pretty much. Um, Because we know at least Housemark. Yeah, it wasn't so much things that like had a role. It was like I mean, the only one they could think of that they bought for like a specific purpose was and I keep forgetting the name of it, but the um. The studio for uh, porting things to PC. Was it, uh, it wasn't Fire Sprite, was it? No, it was. uh... Uh, I think it started with an F, but I can't remember. Like, but then there's, it's just the ones that make sense are like Insomniac. It's like they've been working together for years and the only non. PlayStation 1. Yeah. yeah, And like the only non PlayStation game I could think of from them. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, Sunset Overdrive. Which now they can make Sunset Overdrive for PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just like Blue Point and um, Housemark, like they, it's just like they keep make, uh, buying studios that they literally already work with, and it's just like, why not just make it official? Yeah, and with Bungie, their purpose now is not just like, oh well, 
we locked it down and there is that fear if you think about it like remember they entered a deal with tencent where tencent was going to help them out and they like purchased an amount of shares or something of bungie Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty cautious of tencent because it's a chinese company and you never know what they would do if they owned like an american or non-chinese company where it's like there could be potential for censorship among other things that could occur Mm -hmm. Uh, it's actually funny. I honestly, I feel like it was like around that time where <laughs> they did the thing. At the same time, you're like, you get to the Shadowkeep, and you're like, Yo, why is there a Chinese moon base? <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, Oh wait, I guess that makes sense then with Tencent, huh? Um, but they could have been bought by Microsoft, and Microsoft could have been like, Oh yeah, we're gonna keep Destiny multi-platform, other IP, Xbox PC exclusive. It'll be on Game Pass, but Sony can't have it, and ironically i thought playstation would be like oh if it's on here we're gonna be exclusive and that didn't happen which was actually a shock which shows like sony's learning and they're fixing things now ahead of time but also the worst case scenario could have been what if tencent bought them completely Mm -hmm. and that would have been scary so i'm glad it was sony instead of tencent but in this case now that they bought them and showed that it's going to be multi-platform and cross-play enabled still for everything makes it so it does seem like Sony was the best studio, best company to buy them out of everyone, including Microsoft. Cause I don't know if Microsoft would have been as lenient as Sony is, which is ironic. I honestly usually think Microsoft is more lenient with their studios than Sony, but this case of uh, Bungie kind of just changed a lot of that right then. Um, I personally just think that the most interesting thing about this deal, knowing that Sony's going to keep Bungie essentially like its own studio with its games, still multi uh, platform is what Sony wants to do with like movies and then like just potentially using Bungie's just their like know-how and expertise on live oh, yeah. service games to make other live service games. Cause another one of the news stories that came out this week was Sony apparently wants to set up like 10 live service games by yeah, 2026. And we'll definitely get to that. Yeah. And it was like, cause there's the interesting thing here is Sony has been changing a lot where they we've it was unheard of to have a playstation game on pc right and here we generally know like, we've got what death stranding we have horizon zero done we have god of war uh oh yeah it's just god of war 2018 uh on there and we're seeing more now where they're like oh yeah ton like more stuff is going to come on there death stranding's on there even uh and along with the quantic dream games but i it's like to that point where they were very stubborn it's like the late ps4 era they were very much stubborn to it was their arrogance their arrogance was just kind of appalling to see whereas like you know because microsoft has been losing in the console whatever uh they're like oh well we're doing all this stuff and the gamer wins the gamer wins and you're like the gamer does win that makes a lot of sense now sony's like uh here stuff's coming to pc we're expanding there uh mlb the show is multi-platform and last year it came to Xbox and Game Pass, ironically, which was actually yeah, which the fucking funniest fucking Still mind-blowing. Yeah, it was hilarious. It is coming to Switch this year. The next MLB of the show game is also coming to Switch now. Besides Xbox. Hmm. A PlayStation game is on Switch. That's, Pretty soon. Uh, that's so fascinating. And with the Bungie stuff, that's like, oh, now it's not just MLB the show. You're going to get all the future Bungie IP on Xbox and PC Along with, you know, I, I feel like, like I said, like, I think we'll see. It's only a matter of time till Ghost of Tsushima is on PC. It's only oh, a matter of absolutely. time. Oh, absolutely. I think that's going to be the next one they're going to throw on there. Or unless, like, they want to throw um, 
just fucking throw infamous on there like straight up i don't know why they haven't done that infamous is such a easy easy one to do i want blue point to i I know that the rumors or that blue point is making like a brand new ip which is strange for them but like i want them to make uh infamous one and two uh remaster i would love that if it wasn't for the fact that i want them to do metal gear solid also that i'd be cool with that yeah i really want them to do metal gear solid personally but uh yeah so we're seeing sony expand and bungie is going to help them with that and it's very interesting what's interesting too is you know they said crossplay is remaining which means most likely we're going to get crossplay in the other bungie ip as well as they come out and like i said everyone wins on this but um destiny potentially expanding to more platforms i don't know if you heard that when they were talking about that too more than i mean with xbox pc playstation stadia more um well there's luna what else is there that's the thing it's like (laughs) joking not joking switch maybe Eh. what if they i would love it if they said guys look we brought destiny one to the switch i would laugh so hard <laughs> if they could do that because it is small it's a lot smaller that's the thing that's why i brought it up and like joking about it the other day it was just like well maybe the switch could handle destiny one it, it potentially um but also mobile there could be a mobile version if they could it could be interesting psvr and oculus they could go vr somehow i don't know how but like yeah if they had the playstation money now that is a possibility so the, like if they said potentially expanding destiny 2 to other things like those are the three easiest things th- three easiest things to think about is switch mobile vr i can't think of anything else luna i'm not gonna it's fucking no one's gonna talk about luna uh i think it's those are the three key areas people gotta look at but also um that does bring in the thought of streaming where Bungie was talking about streaming with Google Stadia of like having their own streaming cert, like form of streaming that isn't Stadia, but it would be powered by Google. And I don't know if that was still mm. being in development, but also the fact that Sony is doing their own stuff now too. And, you know, they have Gaikai, they have... Uh, remote play which i think is supposed to work really well i don't know i haven't tested it myself where you know you can play on your iphone like to the point where if you go to an apple store you can buy a ps5 controller there they have i did not know that they have the actual first party playstation controllers at apple stores now which shows kind of like the support partnership between apple apple and sony's relationship has been growing to the point where yeah playstation controllers and apple stores you get six months of apple tv plus if you have a ps5 for free so like it's interesting to see that expanding but um i don't know what bungie could do with whatever streaming platform they were thinking of with uh sony but they could potentially collaborate and create something new or help with whatever sony's trying to build right now which i think we'll get to it i guess we could tackle it now but project spartacus uh which is the potential expanded sony playstation plus that could have ps1 to ps3 games ps1 ps2 ps3 games on it and it's full on like hey this is our game pass like playstation now but it's better than playstation now and 
it'll have, like I said, all those older games. It'll have potentially all the Bungie stuff. It'll have like PS4 games, PS5 games. Uh, I doubt it would have day one release stuff like Game Pass does. I also don't think they need. Yeah, to do that. I just don't see Sony doing yeah. that. I don't. Like, I mean, it's not something really I cool care if they about. did. But yeah, I like. I'd be okay with like a ten. 15 20 dollar increase if it has all the playstation stuff though and uh hmm. depending if it's yearly like i don't really oh for the year yeah yeah, okay. yeah that's what i mean like i don't i don't care about that that's fine if, if it's under 100 bucks i don't care and the uh thought of like having to still buy your like god of war ragnarok and stuff it's not on there yet for like six months to a year i'm like that's okay that's fine i i don't really care because I was going to buy it anyway. I like it enough, I'll buy it. Uh, it's usually my case because I want to support those developers and stuff. Yeah. But um, it'll be interesting to see that Sony's kind of building shit and they're very quiet at the same time. They'll just announce these purchases and like we learn about like what they're doing with Bungie to an extent, but you can see they're growing something. And we're going to learn about their Spartacus thing, I'm pretty sure, this year for sure. I just don't know when. Like, I'm imagining between June and August is when they're going to tell us finally. But yeah. Everything's starting to... We're seeing things leak out. Like, there was a, a potential showing PS3 games on the PlayStation Store by accident. There was uh, <laughs> a different one, but it was, like oh, yeah. I think, Cyberpunk 2077 PS5 version leaked for a second, too. It's like all these little leaks are happening, and you're like... It, it doesn't feel like it's on purpose but also doesn't feel like they're trying to hide it that much because you're like you can feel it coming like the winds are changing over there and they're like we're gonna give you guys something big and Dude, it's you're right. exciting to see i just because i was curious i looked up the uh apple store app on my phone and they you can buy a playstation uh, 5 controller from the app i mean it's just the basic white one but it's there yep <laughs> and it's funny too because now you can play playstation games on your iPhone with a PlayStation controller. You could also play Xbox games mm -hmm. on your iPhone with your PlayStation controller. So <laughs> I think that's really neat <laughs> and really weird because it's like, I, I love the combination idea of what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm playing online on Halo Infinite. I'm playing on my iPhone with my PlayStation controller. And it's just like, what, what the fuck? What? <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a time to be alive. It's so stupid. It's great um but there's that then what you were saying before the potential of bungie now becoming a multimedia group where sony can support them in that way and that does mean movies television potentially like comics and novels and Dude, stuff like that how many like stories in the in the back like background lore of destiny are there that they could absolutely make either shows or movies out of if people were like Kate six movie are we getting a Kate six movie and it's like yeah you should just like fucking feelings <laughs> right there the things that i think about are like they could do a show of like the fallen houses like working together and building up like an army to f attack the uh the last city and it ends in like or it culminates in like the battle of the six fronts because that's like one of the coolest stories in all of Destiny, in my opinion. And well, they could. There's, they could do, they could have, they could do multiple. They can do sword. They could call one Sword Logic, and it's about the coming of Oryx. They could do mm -hmm. one called the Dare, 
and it shows the death of Endel Brask at the hands of Tanix and Cade Six becoming the new Vanguard. They could do mm-hmm. uh, Gunslinger, and it's the story of Shin Malfor and Dredgen, uh, Dredgen yeah, Yorn no, that stuff. was another one that I was going to bring up. Was like, I <clears throat> yeah. so badly want to see the story of the Thorn and the Last Word in like a live action movie because they it could absolutely absolutely be like an amazing western battle of six fronts twilight gap like there's Mm -hmm. so much they could do and it'll be insane they could do a fucking animatrix like gotham knight style thing where it has like oh yeah they they could be like oh check it out there's um the collapse in like it, it like kind of like when they did the in halo legends oh, yeah, when they, they showed the foreigners a, they could even the do a show based in like the golden age yeah there there's a lot there and oh god it's fucking just uh clovis brave and like fuck <laughs> all of you <laughs> dude yeah oh my god there is so much there but the point is like they can do like if we what we've seen so far is weird like digital destiny comics and then they put them all in a hardcover yeah. and it was sold on their store and there's a couple lore books that they've made. But other than that, we haven't even gotten novel. There's not one Destiny novel, which is kind of insane. But it's like, almost hard to believe. Compared to, like, look at the Halo there's so many catalog Halo books. of books. And a lot of them are fucking good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which I've heard some new ones are good, and I need to check them out eventually. But uh, the point is, like, Halo itself was a universe where they could do so much. And unfortunately, you know, we're dreading the next halo show and every fucking live action yeah, halo is just dude, like dude like, kill me that stop, first trailer i i was so looking forward to that first trailer and immediately was just like i don't know man the 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 most optimistic thing i could say is at least master chief looks cool everything yeah else i think he like, looks fine I, the people are complaining about his voice not being steve downs and i'm like i don't know it's, it's fine second. It's, that's the complaint out of everything else we've seen in that fucking trailer that's the complaint like why is cortana not blue <laughs> why is why is this a show is the question but like and then there's nightfall before that and then all the other that's the thing the other live action stuff is fantastic yeah and then it's just weird that in the long form forward unto dawn was like legitimately awesome forward unto dawn landfall the odst live action all great but uh back to yeah so destiny they could do all this stuff uh their new ip when it comes out they could uh, have stuff going on at the same time and the whole thing too is they have Sony Pictures, and Sony Pictures, you know, they don't only want to rely on Spider-Man. They're making Uncharted, finally. They're doing Twisted Metal. They're doing, um, they did a Ratchet & Clank movie a bit ago. They're potentially still maybe working on something with Sly Cooper. They're working on The Last of Us that HBO will distribute, but Sony is working, like, they're the ones doing it. And mm-hmm. The Last of Us is actually, it's funny, like, the Naughty Dog properties right now are the farthest in development like uncharted we get in like two weeks uh, or like a week and a half or something and uh the last of us i think is coming maybe 2023 or late 2022 i'm not too sure but the casting itself just made people lose their fucking minds because of how that's how exciting it is and there's actually the fact that hbo is doing it is why everyone's excited and like we're not dreading it like with sony's properties it's funny because it feels like uh there's actually potentially good video game adaptations being created, which we don't really get besides like Arcane oh, yeah. and Castlevania. Did you mention the Ghost of Tsushima movie? <laughs> oh yeah, that, and that's fucking good. That's going to be insanity. <laughs> like, it's funny because if, depending on Uncharted, Uncharted's going to be the big like 
hey, how is everything coming? Yeah. Uh, but, but also it's the development hell one compared to the others. So it's also like kind of, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean the others won't be good either. But it seems like from everyone, though, the two studios that have the best potential to make great game adaptations are Sony and Netflix, which is kind of crazy compared to everyone else that has studios and everything else. But those are the two that I'm looking at going like, okay, these have potential. But like we said, like with Sony Pictures, Sony Music, there's a lot they could do with the Destiny IP. Mm-hmm. And it'll be really interesting to see what comes of it and how many things they could do because they don't even need to limit to just a movie. They could do a movie and TV show, an anthology. They could do all these different things at the same time because there's so much content to pull from it. It's such a wide universe. It's like if someone decided wanted to be like, hey, we're going to uh, utilize the Warcraft or Warhammer universe and start making shit out of that. Like, that would just actually probably give people nosebleeds immediately because of how much fucking content I mean, are in those I mean, they tried to make a World of Warcraft movie and it's just Oh, that's like, right. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, okay, fuck Warcraft. So, yeah, they could do it <laughs> if someone did Warhammer and everyone's like... It could like, be done well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I never watched Warcraft, actually. I never actually... Said, was that? Did you watch that? No, I, that. I just heard it was like fans of Warcraft liked it, but... Anyone That's else good, is like not right? yeah like anyone else who's not like super clued into that. It's just world, generic it's just fantasy like... to everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sad. Okay, all right. I'll I'll check it out eventually. I'm sure one day. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, movies and multimedia. That's gonna be really awesome. Uh, another thing too was, I guess the big thing here. Um, kind of making sure I got the other stuff. I guess before I say the last two big things, you know, one thing we've heard too is uh, Discord and PlayStation really fast. Just quick interjection there. Um, we now can connect our PlayStation accounts to Discord. And the whole thing too was a lot of people were freaking out because, you know, back when Sony and Discord announced like that partnership, it's like, you know, at first Microsoft was going to buy Discord and everyone was like, oh my God, no, now we're not going to get like playstation stuff on discord like we wanted and then that didn't go through and then discord's like oh we're kind of partnering with playstation they're not buying us but we're kind of just working with them on stuff and i was like so discord on playstation we don't have to use party chat anymore right i could talk to my pc friends when i play destiny that was the biggest thing was if i'm playing on my playstation with pc players on destiny we could just talk on discord and communication will be amazing because we don't want to use fucking in-game chat. No one wants to use in-game chat. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I feel like we're one step closer to it. Even though now just your PlayStation account is on par with your Xbox and Steam account that have already been on there this whole time. Yeah. I'm just hoping like, okay, cool. So when's the next thing and when will we get that? And I hope it's sometime this year, which I would assume would probably, if they do it, will be like late 2022. But at least we'll eventually get it, which will be exciting um but just small thing there it was like a small news update and i feel i felt like uh including that with uh the sony purchase stuff because it kind of goes hand in hand in a way yeah um last two things though first off was what we talked about this uh announcement from sony with this purchase came with them talking about how they want to have more than 10 live service games or live services by fiscal year ending uh for march 31st 2026 which seems kind of like soon 
to set up 10 new ones? They don't have... That is basically four years from now. Yeah. So in four years, we could have over 10 live service games. Now... Like, the first one that immediately jumped out to me was, like, the closest thing to Destiny they already have, which is Ghost of Tsushima Legends 2, if they start to do... If they do, like, a standalone Legends, like, spinoff, which they could absolutely do. Like, we still need to get back and do the, uh, the raid. Yeah, but, we fucking like it was so good. I haven't even done Iki Island yet. <laughs> Same. I keep forgetting I, I need That's to do that. Fucking, there's a lot of stuff I gotta play. Yeah, it's just like it was so close to just being Destiny, but with like just samurai and ninja that yeah. I was like, holy shit! Now that Sony actually has Bungie, the makers of Destiny, they could literally just like use their expertise to make a legitimately really good standalone Legends sequel. And maybe they could help out with the um, whatever they're doing with uh, oh god, uh, the Last of Us factions. But like, if they oh, are yeah. trying to make that a live service game, other than that, I'm like kind of struggling to think like what else could Sony, what could they use Bungie's experience for to make live service out of? Yeah. So the th- that's the interesting thing. So we we know a few things here. One PlayStation Home. <laughs> One Destiny two, <laughs> Destiny two. Uh, I would say counts as the first, unless you also want to count Destiny one. Yeah, I, guess. I don't think so. So Destiny two would already like count cheating. as one of the ten. Uh, I would say for live service games that they have under their belt. And the cool thing here is, you know, this counts all the stuff Bungie is currently working on. But it also helps. It's like, okay, Bungie's doing this, but also now they can cross-pollinate with other studios, which is why mm-hmm. I really like the PlayStation Studio relationships because there is interesting, like, uh, pollination, cross-pollination done there. It was like, you know, when Kojima left Konami and was like, hey, I'm going to do an exclusive with PlayStation and our studio is basically going to be a second-party studio. We're going to do something with PlayStation. He got to fly out and go check out every single PlayStation Studio and see how they worked and eventually you know developed a really strong relationship with guerrilla games in amsterdam and now we see like you know death stranding on the decima engine and they cross-pollinated there and it was really interesting doing that kind of stuff or seeing that stuff happen so it's that idea where that can just happen and now we could see that with bungie too just going like oh imagine seattle and burbank and it's like Oh, Bungie and Insomniac are talking about all this stuff and how they can work together on things. But like uh, the thought of that is so cool that that's potentially going to happen. And, you know, we have the Bungie franchise that's being created that they said will be they'll have two big franchises by 2025, which will be a year before this deadline. They're saying for 10 live service games. So you can imagine at least two service live services from Bungie, at least two from there. But yeah, like you said, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, they could definitely make some crazy samurai thing out of that and have it become like uh, seasonal and uh, more supported. There's more content coming in potentially. Um, Last of Us Factions makes sense. That would be really cool. And I'm sure we'll eventually see that maybe this year, I hope. I, I don't know what the fuck. We'll see. <laughs> in a while. Uh, other things I could see, actually. If they want to work with Insomniac 
I don't potentially see it from Wolverine or Spider-Man, but what does Insomniac already have? Resistance and Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Already two multiplayer games that have a lot more going on, especially Sunset Overdrive. They did have the co-op stuff and that could be very interesting. Oh my God, dude. What if they brought back like the uh, co-op mode from Resistance 2 as like exactly. a live thing? Oh, I would exactly. love that so much. Imagine Sunset Overdrive and Resi- like and right there. Insomniac has two more they could give them. If you have Legends, you have Factions. It's like six already, uh, potentially just from what, four studios? And then uh, other studios too. Gran Turismo can become a service live service even ra- like racing games can be in that like it doesn't have to be strictly like shooter type games or action games it could be any type of genre depending on what they're trying to achieve with it and that's why i see gran turismo joining that i could see other older ips potentially uh if they ever wanted to go back to like the god of war ascension stuff where that multiplayer came in they could do something with god of war they don't need to at the same time um that is not necessary out of all those ones i i you know i'm fine with just god of war being single player only honestly yeah I mean, um, the only multiplayer that they ever tried was in ascension i think it was ascension it was okay but it, it i didn't stick with it for very long i could see in a way horizon if they wanted to go an assassin's creed route the, the way they're doing it right now eh. where they're like oh check out the seasons in assassin's creed for or whatever they're doing for the live events for better or for worse. Um, honestly for that one. Cause that's, that's where you get the, this is too much stop kind of <laughs> thing. <laughs> Thanks. Ubisoft. Uh, otherwise, you know, they could always go back to older IP at the same time too. I could see that happening. Um, I'm not sure which ones, but also it doesn't have to just be with what we're seeing right now. The whole thing is they announced, they formally announced PlayStation VR two. Mm-hmm. VR games getting live service as well. Whatever first party studios are working on, they could make that very big because now they are making it so com- combining a PSVR game with live service, you're now getting a reason to keep coming onto your PSVR. You're having a reason to just go back over and over and over instead of just stopping whatever you're doing with that single player game or small multiplayer game. And you go, cool, that was enough for me. And then the VR goes into closet and gathers dust. This will stop that from happening. But also, like you actually said, PlayStation Home was ahead of its time. I commit to that. Yeah. It was way ahead of its time with PS3, where people were like, what the fuck is this? But also, it's kind of I, cool. I messed around with it a bunch. I liked the idea. But after a while, I was like, man, there's really not much to do besides just hang around in the digital mall and I guess maybe play yeah. some... I mean, the arcade was pretty cool. I'll give it that. But it... Like I said, ahead of its time, just like the Vita in a way, but also that was Sony just didn't support their own fucking console. Uh, Shame. PlayStation Home on your PSVR would be amazing because it's basically VR chat or whatever they call it. And you Mm -hmm. would have that, but with all PlayStation avatars, you'd have your little zones for each type of franchise. And now you can have a Destiny zone and all this other shit. Like there is so much. they they had themed zones to different games. Exactly. There's so much they could do. They could design their houses. And with that much output of power, they could support the trophy room idea. Dude, I wanted remember that, that was supposed to be so that that was what everyone wanted. And they never did that shit. That was the, the biggest interesting part was check out your trophy room. And you could probably customize and be like, oh, what trophies do you want to display? Do you want a platinum casing area? Imagine platinum casing area in VR. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Look, it's my Uncharted Drake's uh, Fortune PS3 Platinum that I got my very first one. <laughs> like... 
actually have a point to all the pictures that it takes for them. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot that just as a service, a live service, that can happen too. I can imagine PlayStation Home as the live service because you could keep updating that and being like, oh, it's the season of this game is coming out. So it's Horizon season, it's God of War season, whatever. Like even things like that, it, like I said, it doesn't have to be strictly a shooter or action game. It could be racing. It could be like weird casual stuff. Like it could support so many different ecosystems possible uh, that we would never even imagined. I can imagine Twisted Metal as a live service game. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last game was like mostly like the campaign was so lackluster that it felt like they were trying to mostly focus on the multiplayer, which was fine. It just wasn't really what I wanted out of a, a Twisted Metal. They tried to basically make the characters less important than the cars. And I was like, yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> My only thing, I just hope they make sure the, of course, the thing you just have to watch out for, because, you know, Destiny itself is already more than enough for me personally, mm -hmm. because that is that's a fucking commitment, practically. Well, that's how all these games are designed is like spend all your time and hopefully money <laughs> on, on at our game so you just have to make sure there's a good balance between all this when they do it because you have to imagine like you you don't want this to be at the cost of the single player the campaign that sony is known for making amazing like that's why their games are so good it's like these single player games and you know people are always like oh single player dead and it's like not, not on your playstation it's not mm -hmm. it's still very much alive that's the main thing you do uh but if they have a great balance of it, then you pretty much have like, oh, well, we have online now and it's very heavy. We have single player. It's all there. We have full detailed stories that aren't cut whatsoever, or at least not cut in the ways that others potentially might be cut, like fucking Red Dead and GTA. Uh, we have now a better service where, hey, check it out. We have a full catalog of PlayStation 1 through 5 games on here that you can play at any time, just like Game Pass. Like, do all of these different things, and they're going to have a very, very powerful ecosystem. Besides, like, there are already existing partnerships that they have with Apple and things like that. Like, I could see a lot happening in growth here. Uh, and then final thing, I guess. And did you have anything else for that one? No, I don't think so. Okay. Final thing for that is the last thing they said, which or one of the last things they said, which was uh, more acquisitions on the way. And yeah. You know, of course, like we said, there was a response. Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard had to have a response, unfortunately, for better or for worse. And we saw Sony do it. And in a lucky stance, it it stands to benefit everyone. So it's actually like good news buying kind of. I know not everyone will say that, but potentially to me, I'm like, I see no losers in this fucking acquisition. Question is, what comes next? Because, you know, when we did this, we, we sort of had like a a powwow prediction yeah. of like what Sony could buy. I think they're still mostly the same. I mean, most people have been shouting out like Capcom and Konami as like potential well, buys. That's, so that's the thing. One, we were just naming publishers and they chose a developer and not a publisher, which showed kind of they were it's still... True in a way, doing their own thing. They weren't going like, well, we're not, we're going to go buy EA now because you did this. Um, and they were just like, if we buy Bungie, this is strategically an amazing decision on so many different standpoints from not just having a developer, but having something changing in our entire ecosystem. Uh, what would come next is like, would it be another, another developer or would it be a publisher? And 
now my stance has changed a lot, especially because I, you know what? I didn't think about Konami at all. And here's the thing. We said, like, I was saying, oh, well, I guess the biggest ones would be, like, EA, Capcom. Capcom has Resident Evil Street Fighter. They've already been working on, like, Street Fighter exclusive stuff. And there's Monster Hunter. And that's a lot of big IP there from Japanese developers and everything else. So it's very, like, it's very lucrative. And it just shows more, like, uh, fandom for Japanese developers that are loved in Japan and America mm-hmm. and Europe altogether. Like, that's globally just loved stuff. Uh with uh ea like we said that's more american based but also ea sports itself is just a ea sports bioware dice respawn is such a treasure trove especially if handled correctly depending on who you know it's fucking recent history for certain things hasn't been of course the best uh specifically at bioware and dice which used to be the golden crowns but uh them take two just the idea of gta specifically under the playstation branch is insane those are all big. Those are all massive. But if now thinking about it, they could. It's better maybe they remain multi-platform. I mean, third party specifically. The one that I feel like doesn't affect much because they don't even do anything is Konami. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Sony bought Konami? Not even just for like their game studios, if they even exist still, but like just to buy their properties because that would include silent hill and metal gear and and zone of the enders and zone of the enders and and pes soccer pes i think that's the big yeah pro evolution soccer yeah yeah. that's what it was Uh, yeah pro evolution soccer which at the same it's like and that means don't don't stop getting fifa though make sure you still get fifa on your console (laughs) so if sony bought konami just and if anything just owned metal gear they could give it to blue point to make a metal gear remake and i know this is hey a long sh- hideo kojima yeah. they could get, like- this is a long shot because i don't even know if Kona- uh, kojima wants to work on metal gear anymore but he didn't get to finish metal gear solid 5 technically can you imagine if sony was like hey Konami or kojima we bought metal gear would you like to work on a DLC chapter for Metal Gear Solid Five to finish your story? Take however fucking long you want. Just finish it the way well, no, you here's want the, it to. Here's the thing. Fans would lose their goddamn minds. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I can imagine them saying, hey, finish Metal Gear Solid Five, make it multi-platform, whatever. You know, everyone who got, whatever, all of it, whatever. They do that and they go, cool. Do you want to finish PT? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. finish PTA, get Guillermo back on. He's like, oh, I could finally because he I still make wants, a game. Yeah, he still wants <laughs> to do a horror movie or after that horror property. After Silent Hill, they go, hey, I mean, you know, Blue Points remaking uh, Metal Gear Solid One, and it's more just it's the same story, just you know, updated. And we know like what you wanted to do for Metal Gear Solid Five, but do you want that to be your final chapter? Do you want to go back to Metal Gear One and Two? I want that so bad and do that, <laughs> and you know, you're. You can do whatever, you know, obviously Konami can't say no to you anymore because we own them. So whatever you want, here's a carte blanche, go for it. Like, do whatever you want. Kojima was just like, here's some game of the years for you guys. There you go. And I can yeah. just, I I would love the idea of the headline being Sony buys Konami, Hideo Kojima appointed CEO of Konami. Oh my God. <laughs> 
That would be so funny. That would be the funniest shit. So now that is the one I want to see because Konami and PlayStation always work together. Metal Gear Solid in a, is a PlayStation game. Like you, you can say it's multi-platform. It is to an extent, but there's just so much more history between it's Metal so Gear much and history. PlayStation. Especially, I mean, of course, you know, one and four, two mm-hmm. and three were there originally too. Um, and Metal Gear Solid came One to... is one of the most iconic PlayStation One games. Like you can't yeah. think about the PlayStation One without Metal Gear Solid One. That it's there's so much there, and it it is the best potential they could do. And like I, I see two things: one. They could just buy Konami as a whole, and it's like, cool, give us your fucking Pachanko machines, whatever, man. <laughs> or they just go, give us the rights to specifically Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill, and why not Zone of the Enders, because that was Kojima's anyway. Just give us those. You have your soccer and Pachanko machines, we don't care. Uh, do, do whatever you want with those, but we get these franchises. We get the licenses for these. These are ours now. Like, there's, like a, there's so much they could do with that, and then... It also just seems like compared to a bunch of the other acquisitions we've seen, this seems one of the most doable or possible. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, if they bought EA Capcom or take two or something like that, I, it, it is felt more like the way Microsoft is doing it where they're just buying content. Uh, I could see specifically maybe with rockstar or EA sports, like a potential or respawn, something that does contribute to the ecosystem. Like Bungie, like respawn has a really good system and like of just anything uh rockstar has their own foundation of like how they support gta online and red dead online so they could prove pretty useful to other studios as well or the company as a whole or ea sports just because the way they have their own network is stuff but um that said like it's not those are just parts of the company as a whole they won't necessarily do all of that with everything whereas with konami it makes sense and it would be a smart move and it's a move no one would blame them for. In fact, I'm pretty sure a lot of people want them to do it. Like that's an acquisition people want to see. Yeah. And the thing is with like, you know, when Microsoft bought these publishers, the question of monopoly comes up because they're massive. And if they bought a third publisher, then people would be like, Oh shit. Like (laughs) fucking just Disney shit. Uh, Whereas Sony, they're doing it much smaller and the question of monopoly never enters the mind because it, they're, they're not getting massive grabs it's just like single studios which is just you know it's night and day and also the money they have is night and day microsoft i if you really think about it microsoft could probably buy sony if they wanted to if they really really Absolutely. wanted to they could buy sony so they kind of see the difference in power there uh versus what sony can do like <laughs> Uh, I don't even think Sony could buy Nintendo. Like, I don't even think they have the money for that kind of thing, maybe. But, um, like, that's what I think of a difference there. And, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, there's all these other ones, and we talked about it before, the other publishers they could buy. But, honestly, that's who I think they should get. On, out, out of everyone, developer, publisher is Konami. That makes so much sense. And it would be the best move, potentially, because then they would have two massive franchises to pull from, along with some other stuff. So, yeah. All right, that is pretty much everything for this. It's exciting. It's going to be cool to see everything that happens, especially for us. I think it's extra important just because we're such avid Destiny players, myself especially, you know. So it's like, this means a lot, and it's going to be interesting because I play on PlayStation 5 and PC. Like, I actually switch between them sometimes, depending on who I play with, just for, 
maybe I want to talk to dis- uh, people on Discord for PC yeah. and then I feel like party. W- one of the things I'm going to make sure to do when I get a gaming PC someday is just immediately install Destiny. <laughs> yep, it's great on there. Yeah. Ironically, uh, I think my PS5 loads faster. That's probably just the type of hard drive you got, though. Like, if you yeah. had an M.2 SSD in... I'm sure, yeah, if I had a much... PC. I mean, my PC is from 2017, so... Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Custom built, of course, but still. Like, it's got a 1070 and stuff. It's one of those uh, things where, like, I keep giving myself, like, little incentives to, to like, look forward to for when I move to, like, my own place sometime soon, hopefully. And I'm just like, maybe I'll get myself a gaming computer and set up, like, a wicked battle station. <laughs> <laughs> like when i get my own place to give myself like an incentive to to decorate and st- shit like that oh yeah there's there's a lot of upgrades people do when they head to a new location so i can definitely see it i can see myself building a new pc um with like a 30 series something whatever yeah unless the 40 comes out by then then i'll be like oh my god i, I just don't want to spend i'm not going to be that guy that spends a thousand dollars on a graphics card i'm not going to do that i'm going to get i think regular price or nothing just because it's like so difficult to find the individual components right now, I'm I've been leaning towards like going for one of those websites that that sells you like a pre-built PC. Mm. So it's like there's some customization, but like you don't have to put it together yourself and shit like that. Actually, sounds kind of nice because I couldn't do it the first time. I just had my friend do it for me. I was like, I'm I'm too afraid to touch this motherboard. You do it. Yeah, it's like I want to do that someday because it sounds super fun, but it's so expensive, and I just I, not for my first gaming PC, maybe. Yeah. Uh, with that said, though, uh, we're like an hour and nine minutes in. I think it's okay to end it earlier, and yeah, we could do our backlog stuff later. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, for the rest of the month, we potentially will talk the Uncharted movie at a certain point. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West will be out. So if we play it enough before Destiny 2 Witch Queen comes out, like the things we are probably going to talk about once they're out and once we've had enough to play with them, we'll talk about Uncharted. The movie, we'll talk about Horizon Forbidden West. We'll talk about Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. If James buys Elden Ring, he can talk about it. Well, I'll ignore him. Uh, <laughs> I might... Just be, between Horizon and Destiny, I don't know if I'll have time to play Elden Ring. Mm, so okay. I might just hold off on it for now. We'll Good, see. Don't give George money. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, will <laughs> might, my will might get weaker closer to release. We'll see. Understand, understandable. That makes sense. And then, uh, of course, I am finally watching Ted Lasso. So, yeah, we could talk about Ted Lasso uh, probably actually next week, uh, most likely, if if it works out. Uh, You have no excuses now. Rick and Morty's on HBO Max. Yeah. Season five. Daniel told me about that. I'm going to watch that probably after this. You know what's ridiculous? I think I have to go watch it again because it's been so long that I've had to wait that I probably have to watch the episodes again. Have you watched the new episode of Attack on Titan? Yes. Ah, uh, uh, it's so crazy. Did you watch the episode of Demon Slayer? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Dude. <laughs> it's, they, 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 they know how to just shit on your face, I swear. Oh uh, I just like by the end of this episode of Attack on Titan, no spoilers to people because it just came out. I was just like, I literally was going like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, no, that's not good. I'll just say this. The pacing for Attack on Titan is running circles around Demon Slayer's. Demon Slayer's pacing is so horrible that, like, this episode, too, I'm like, I have to wait six fucking days, and each day is going to suck ass because I know. I'm like, fuck, I have to wait six days. Like, at least the next last episode is going to be 45 minutes instead of 30 minutes. But uh, Attack on Titan 
the pacing is so well done that I'm like, cool, I'm comfortable to wait till next week for the next episode. Even like, for if the fact- there's good stopping points and you feel like you get a lot out of the episode, at least. Even the fact that, like, the last couple of episodes have been, like, flashback episodes, you still learn so many cool things that I have oh, been, yeah. I've just been enjoying it the entire time. Very much so. So that's why I'm Attack on Titan, I'm like, nice, I just feel calm. Even though it's fucking insane, I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. I feel I'm one with all of this. Yeah, and Demon Slayer is like, I want to die every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, uh. that's the difference. Um, it's going to be great, guys, because actually... Those will both be done soon, Demon Slayer first. So we'll actually get to talk about Demon Slayer in like two weeks, actually. So Demon Slayer, cool. we'll get to talk about uh, the Entertainment District. And then uh, we'll talk about Attack on Titan. Uh, we'll try like to do it in as flashy a way as possible. Yeah. And then Ted Lasso, Rick and Morty Season 5. Uh, if James finally watches fucking Mob Psycho, we could talk about that, too. Um, we'll save Superman and Lois for a Cut of Steel episode, so we don't have to worry about that for a bit. Okay. Because um, we still have peacemaker and the batman are gonna be first god i've been loving peacemaker so much yeah it's so fucking good peacemaker oh we'll talk about peacemaker and boba fett or like i said peacemaker on uh, you mean mandalorian season two and a half shut up (laughs) boba fett will be we'll talk about that so we got we have plenty to talk about um but hopefully we do have time to get some backlog stuff out out of the way too because uh we're we're not going to go back to like doing the special formats again but it'll be nice to just kind of like clean some stuff up and get those out of the way too before there's a length of time that by the time you talk about them you're like what was i gonna say i don't remember what i was right. gonna say anymore yeah um that's the only that's what i like to avoid which is why now i have to watch rick and morty again <laughs> <laughs> fuck because <laughs> i don't know if i want to <laughs> i don't remember if i liked it uh all right but that's it everyone uh if you want to leave us any comments questions or feedback you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com that's uh, the title of the show at gmail.com. And then, of course, uh, we'll read it on the show. If it's a question, answer it there. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Side Talk. Once again, TikTok, we don't have anything for a bit until I get my other non-podcast shit done. And then we will be expanding back into, you know, showing stuff on everything and producing more content in general for the other shows as well. Uh, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or watching especially if it's Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, rate us on Spotify, and if it's YouTube, uh, hit a like for the episode and subscribe to us. That'll really help us out. Uh, if you want to follow James specifically, you can on Twitter, at invaderjim 124 and if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's GogoComzilla. You'll see me just retweeting a lot of Godzilla shit or Bernie Sanders shit, honestly. <laughs> so it's either, it's either that or, uh, yeah, those two, and maybe comic book art. I really love looking at that on there, too. Um... And yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll catch you guys next week with uh, maybe Demon Slayer Ted Lasso or something or backlog stuff. We'll find out. Unless Sony buys Konami and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about Sony buying Konami. And- yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for Oh, listening. and Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl. Thanks yeah. for listening. All right, bye. <laughs>